Hallelujah. Good to be back online with you all today. We are moving forward. Started our service Saturday. Let's see how it goes. Praise God. So far, it's been a blessing. A lot of work goes into all these things, but it's not in vain. We're receiving because doing it for Him and His Word, for the Spirit of God to have His way in the nations. Amen. Thank you all for joining with us in prayer, in support, and even physical help. Thank you so much. Shall we pray? Oh, we bless you today. We worship you now. We give you thanks. The God who knew us before time began, we worship you. Hallelujah. Blessed be your holy name. What a privilege, what an honor to serve you in this day and hour. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. We worship you. We worship you. Worship you. Hallelujah. Glory to your holy name. Jesus, we love you. We worship and adore you. Glorify your name. In all the earth, glorify your name, glorify your name, glorify your name in all the earth. Spirit, we love you, we worship and adore you, glorify your name. In all the earth, glorify your name, glorify your name, glorify your name in all the earth. Father, we love you and we worship and adore you. Glorify your name in all the earth. Glorify your name. Glorify your name. Glorify your name in all the earth. We worship you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We're so grateful for giving our life purpose, meaning. Thank you for your loving care for us. We worship you. That you took our place. You took a natural human body. And you are with that body now and forever. Choosing to love us. Choosing to identify with us. Hallelujah. Thank you for the honor and place you have given us. The preciousness that you have given to us. We're so grateful. We worship you. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mandelo se peredea, manacuro posaparande, rando como se para gembre liberitie, o amate keresia, ronocuro boracasta, we worship you. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Oh, hallelujah.
We worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We're so grateful. Thank you, Abba Father. Thank you, Abba Father. Thank you, Abba Father. Thank you, Abba Father. Hallelujah, Lord, for your tender mercies, your loving kindnesses. We worship you, we worship you. Makeda kutolo shepedende. Hallelujah, Lord. Rolo mante menecro solo boriende. Hallelujah. Rakos de mejebre mende leko soro kutala bashania. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Glory to your holy name, glory to your holy name, glory to your holy name. Hallelujah, Lord. We love you, we bless you. We thank you. Mataka testo krisile pasaprala makateli. Oh, thank you, Abba Father. Thank you, precious Lord. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, worship. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy, worthy, worthy. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. We're so grateful, Lord. Thank you, Abba Father. Thank you, Abba Father. Thank you, Abba Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, great King. Thank you, Holy One. Oh, hallelujah. We yield to you, Lord. We trust you today. Thank you, precious Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Thank you. Hallelujah. Praise your holy name. Praise you. We're living in these interesting times and God is a faithful God and he will do what he said. So don't be moved, don't be shaken. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Like us to turn in our Bibles today to a couple of verses. You know, um, we were talking about how Israel was so separated, even in the time of the plagues and the judgment upon Egypt. Very interesting. And uh, notice there it says in the book of Exodus, in chapter 10 and 23, it says, They saw not one another. Neither rose any from his place for three days, but all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. Hallelujah. Very interesting that there's such a separation that in the darkness of the world, we have light. We have the glory of God rising for us. No matter what happens out there, no matter what is going on, thank God that God has always had a special separation for his own people, where there is light, where there is glory. Hallelujah. And so, you know, you will notice there other lines like that. Exodus 8 and 22. And I will sever, or sever, in that day, the land of Goshen, in which my people dwell, that no swarms shall be there to the end. Thou mayest know that, the, that I, the Lord, I'm in the midst of the earth. Hallelujah. So he made it clear there was a division, a severing, you know, a separation there between him, his people, and 
the rest of the world. And the Lord, notice Exodus 9, 4, the Lord shall sever or sever between the cattle of Israel and the cattle of Egypt. They shall nothing, notice that, die of all that is in the children or the children's of Israel. Praise God. Anything that concerns his people was kept. Notice that. Exodus 9.26 says, Only in the land of Goshen, where the children of Israel were, there was no hail. So God kept that place for them, especially, you know, wherever his people were. And Exodus 14.20, it came to pass, or rather it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel was a cloud and darkness to them, but it gave light by night so that no one came near all night. Praise God. So God has his eye on you as his people, his chosen ones, and therefore you are invited to enjoy that benefit. Praise God. You would have noticed that Jesus would teach and then almost just a couple of uh, maybe minutes or an hour or so later, there would be a test uh, for whatever they had heard. And those who had ears to hear, they would hear. Those who could see what he was saying had to receive instruction and act on it. Praise God. So you've been hearing things over a period of time, and uh, you're familiar with the way God works. And by now, you are ready for whatever comes upon the earth. Don't forget that. God would not let you stay on this planet unless he knew that you would be able to handle any situation and every situation. And of course, his care is over you, his concern is towards you, and he has separated you from anything that's out there in the world. Praise God. So um, keep that in mind, and let's go over to the book of Mark. You remember Jesus had been teaching there in the fourth chapter, and um, the Bible says, after he had spoken all of these things, he sent the multitudes away, verse 36. And when they had sent away the multitudes, they took him even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. So immediately after the teaching session, you know, he had to now go across Verse uh, 37 goes on. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. Hallelujah. Notice the, the ship is now full of water, and Jesus is in the ship with his people. Notice verse 35. The same day when the even was come, he said unto them, let us pass over onto the other side. The same day as the day they had received this teaching, this parable on the seed and how to believe God and, you know, trust God rather than anything out there, that same evening, all these things began to happen or transpire. But notice he gave them a word, which is all we need to be bothered about. Let us pass over onto the other side. And therefore, all of God's power, all of the ability and unction and anything that is required is in that word. Hallelujah. And so once you know the word and the plan of God for that time, you just have to receive it 
and act and believe and do certain things in line with it, you know, be a doer of the word. Hallelujah. And so the Bible says they went across and uh, immediately a storm showed up and the boat was full. Even the boat that had Jesus in it, notice. (laughs) And there were other little boats here and there. But the one with Jesus in it was also full. Notice that. And there arose a great storm, verse 37, of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. Hallelujah. That's full. Notice that word. And he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep. So it looks like the storms are a time to rest, to even sleep. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) How strange. (laughs) Glory to God. Asleep on a pillow. Praise God. To increase the comfort and the rest. He was tired. He's seeking God. He's praying. He's believing. He's doing the will of God. Hallelujah. And now he says, let's go to the other side, fully expecting that that should come to pass. Hallelujah. We're going to be raptured, fully expecting that shall come to pass. We will be here. We will finish everything we have to until we see Jesus face to face, until we hear that last trump. Hallelujah. And go home with the Lord. Glory to God. So he's going to make sure that his word comes to pass. Thank you, Jesus. He was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow, and they wake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? What an accusation. You know, such things may happen even today. Thoughts may rise up. Voices may rise up. Hallelujah. But you don't have to worry. Jesus knows the power of the word and he used it, you know, for himself. Notice that. He used it for himself while he was on the planet, while he was in form of man just like us. You know, with every kind of challenge coming to all of his senses. Praise God. He said, let's go to the other side and based on that, I can now rest. I can even use a pillow and take maximum advantage of that word and rest. And here they say, don't you care for us. So thoughts may arise, but don't you worry about it. Praise God. That's the time to take a nice comfortable spot and rest in what he has said concerning you, concerning the body of Christ, concerning the plan that you are beginning to see more and more of. Hallelujah. We live in strange times, stormy weather, whatever you want to call it, you know, challenging times, but Thank God, God wants you to rest. God wants you to enjoy the place of certainty and act on the word of God. So don't join the gang that says, Master, don't you care? Aren't you worried or bothered about us? Hallelujah. And Jesus knew that the word was enough. Thy word. Hallelujah. Praise God. Speak the word only. He said, just speak the word. Remember the centurion said, just speak the word. That, that should do for me. Praise God. He said, oh, I have not seen such faith. No, not in all Israel. Glory to God. He marveled, the Bible says. Woo, glory. And verse 39, he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, peace, be still. 
and the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Hallelujah. Again, notice that he uses words and speaks and expects it to happen because he expects to go to the other side. And therefore, you will speak and dominate every situation and circumstance by words that come out of your heart and mouth. And because your faith is pure, because it's not contaminated, you will have what you said. Praise God. And so these contaminants, these other thoughts would try to come in, but you don't have to pay attention to any of them. Hallelujah. Praise God. You shall have what you say. Peace, be still. Hush. And there was a great calm. Nature has to obey. Everything has to come in line because God knew you before time began and planned for you that you would be here until he sees you face to face. Thank you, Jesus. So we're taking that word seriously. And the, he goes on in verse 40, And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Why are you so fearful? So, in other words, all of these things that you know, they uh, bring to him in response to the challenges, after hearing the word taught by the Master himself, Hallelujah. After listening, watching everything, they are now saying, um, you know, we are concerned that you don't bother about us. You are not thinking upon us. You don't have supply for us. You don't have the power to meet this need right now. And they're so fearful. Only Jesus tells the truth. He says, why are you so fearful? Praise God. Where's the faith? Hallelujah. He says... Verse 41, he says, And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Hallelujah. So use the same methods. Nature has to obey. Everything has to come in line. God has separated you from the world and all of that failing system out there. It has to fail. Those are the, you know, the pangs, the travails, the births pangs of failure of the earth system, getting ready to receive the new plan of God, which is, you know, the millennium. Glory to God. In between that comes, you know, the tribulation period, which is on the horizon. I believe you and I can see certain things are happening so fast. Even this year, um, it's just amazing how quickly things are happening. All of this thing in the Middle East about peace and all of that, you know, it's getting everybody's attention, finally, you know. But um, you know the truth, you know the Word of God, and so don't be moved, don't be shaken. Praise God. Get yourself the Word and make it your comfort, make it your strength, make it your pillow, make it your, your hammock, make it your comfortable chair, and rest there and speak words at anything that has to obey. Hallelujah. Don't you forget that. Praise God. Now, I would like us to also look at another scripture, very similar, in the book of Acts, where, um, you know, a giant of faith, Peter, has been taken off to jail. <laughs> James, not the Lord's half-brother, but another James has been killed, the brother of John. So, um, you know, Believers have been persecuted, martyred, 
Some have been killed. You know, things are happening. Praise God. But here the Bible says um, in chapter 12 and verse 5, Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Thank God for the recipe that you can follow. These are times for great prayer. These are times where we pray, where the church has to pray, if need be, unceasingly, you know, uh, more than you ever did before. These are times where you look away and look towards God. Hallelujah. And seek that place before the Father and press into prayer for one another, watching in the Spirit for the saints with all supplication and prayers. Praise God, so that we can fulfill whatever we were supposed to do. The earth has to obey. Whatever is out there has to obey. But notice here it continues, verse 6, And when Herod would have brought him forth, the same night Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains. The keepers before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison. Glory to God. That familiar light again. The angel of the Lord came upon him, and he smote, notice that, Peter on the side, and raised him up, saying, Arise up. <laughs> Praise God. That's, that's cool. Just to be raised up by an angel. Hallelujah. Saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself, bind on thy sandals. So he did. And he said unto him, Cast thy garment about thee and follow me. (laughs) Praise God. Wow. That's a very interesting aspect there. You know, very much like a butler sent to serve. But coming with all of the glory of God from another realm with this glorious light, very much like the light that shined uh, in the people of Goshen, in, in the people of God's residences and dwellings that separated them. Praise God. So you see that angels are involved. The glory of God is involved. The life and power of God is available. Hallelujah. But I want us to notice here that this man was also sleeping. The church was praying. Uh, maybe... You know, someone may say, why, why were you sleeping? You should have been praying also, Peter. Praise God, there could be all of those thoughts. But I want you to notice that he had some, some word had been spoken over his life by the Master himself while he was on the planet. And that's over there in the book of John. If you would like to go there, let's go to John and observe in chapter 21. Last chapter of John, you remember there, it's about him saying, uh, Do you love me more than these, Peter? He says there in 15, When they had dined, Jesus said to Simon, Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? And he said, Yea, Lord, feed my lambs. And then he asks him three times about it. Then he goes on about you know, why is he telling me to say these things? And then finally he said something very interesting. Verse 18. Verily, verily, I say unto you, when thou was young, thou girdest thyself and walkest whither thou wouldest or would. But when thou shalt be old, 
Thou shalt stretch forth thy hands, and another shall gird thee, and carry thee whither thou wouldest not. And then the key here. This spake he signifying by what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said unto him, Follow me. Praise God. In other words, he had told him, When you get old, when you cannot do things for yourself, that's when you're going to die. In other words, I believe Peter had a knowing that he was not yet old. He could still do things for himself. And therefore, he took that word from the Lord so seriously and just slept away happily there in the midst of quaternions of soldiers, chains, jail, and imminent death because one of his brethren in the Lord had already been executed. I mean, there was all of these things surrounding the you know, early church. <laughs> Praise God. And this man just slept away. So he had learned that, hey, this is how it works. You get a word from the Lord, you get it, you use it, and you rest with it, and you act upon it. Hallelujah. Such that even when the angel came from heaven, when the glorious light shined in, he had to be smitten by the angel. He had to be literally picked up by the angel and instructed by the angels to you know, put on his garments and put on his sandals and all of those kind of things. He was so gone in the rest. Hallelujah. He even thought he was dreaming. Praise God. So there is an element here for you and I to just take a hold of and realize that our time is a time of all manner of stuff going on out there. But you can actually rest and you can act on the Word of God and you can enjoy God's reality and enjoy the, the separation, that line that separates you from the world system and all of its failures and you can see the faithful care and you know concern of our God for you and your household for you and whatever you do and you can just believe and push it like that push out the boundaries even further and further because the elements have to obey you know nature has to obey what God has given us praise God praise God praise God so this is a time to bring out your faith what you've been listening to, what you've been hearing, to now act upon it and, and rest upon it and relax in the midst of all the fear that is out there trying to come to our ears and get our attention and make us you know, uneasy and unnerve us. This is the time to say, I refuse it in Jesus' name. Thus far and no more. Hush! Hallelujah. Peace be still. This is the time to command to speak, to declare, to decree, and let the glory of the Lord shine upon those things. Oh, let our path be made straight. May every crooked path be made straight. May all the high places be brought low, so that the holy ones, oh yes, the chosen ones, will walk right through. Praise God. Because you are the chosen of the Lord. That's a very awesome thing. The word for holy is awesome, fearful. Praise God. You are actually awesome in the presence and reality of God. Hallelujah. That's who you are. You're carrying Him, His awesomeness with you. Glory to God. People have to go, oh, like that. <laughs> There's reverence because you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Woo! The greater one lives inside you. Mm, glory, glory, glory. Let these things rise up and bristle up within us. 
Hallelujah. And dominate our thinking. And fill us. Hallelujah. Because that is who you are. God said it. God does not change. God settled it once and for all. So don't be moved. Don't be shaken by those things that are out there. Just like the Lord. Act on the word. Relax. Because God has spoken these things. And if Peter could pick it up, praise God, so could you. Notice, Jesus was so concerned that Peter would get it all right. He fixed everything for him after the resurrection. Feed my lambs. Get it right. Say it again. Speak it out. Don't you worry about it. Praise God. Feed my sheep. Take care of the people. And at the same time, I'm giving you a word here. He said, you don't have to worry about dying and all of that stuff. When you are old, aha, that's the time. There's a season to die also. There's a time to die. This is season, praise God. And we are not in that season. We are in the season of leaving the earth with Jesus. Hallelujah. That is our season. That is how we're going. So you don't have to prepare for any other thing. But the soon coming of the Lord Jesus and refuse everything else. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. So let's get these things rooted in us, grounded in us, and let's act on these things and rest in the Lord and enjoy what Jesus paid for in identifying with us, taking that same kind of body we have and having it forever. He knew the consequence of taking that body and accepting that place. Hallelujah. Hmm. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Woo, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I don't know about you, but, you know, these things are becoming more real to us. Amen? So even if it looks like it is the same day that these things are happening, because, you know, time has changed. We are living in a different season uh, where things are happening very quickly. So even if it's like what you just heard, is immediately happening. doesn't matter. You can still rest. You can still be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. And you just say from deep within you what God has said. Hallelujah. Not what any man or any other situation has said. In Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Praise God forevermore. Woo, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, glory, glory. We don't have a Canada translation today, so... Um, you know, we're just going with um, how we can. God is faithful. He, he, he. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Let's read something out of the book of Revelation. You know, the, the, interesting, thing about, the interesting thing about the book of Revelations is that we have approached it very carefully because... Um, you know, here we see darkly, the Bible says. We see darkly through a glass. Praise God. And therefore, um, sometimes you have to be ready. Even though this is the time of the end spoken of in Daniel chapter 12, verse 4, he says knowledge would increase, um, people would travel, speed of mobility would increase, and therefore, everything will be affected naturally and also in the spirit realm. Knowledge would increase. And because of the ability to move around, um, you would be able to enjoy fellowship and teaching and revelation 
that was maybe just given to a few people. But now it is just spreading all over the place. Hallelujah. So it is a good time to enjoy more understanding, more revelation, so that you can handle whatever's coming. Praise God. Doesn't matter. So last week, I believe we talked about Revelation 17. And we said it was connected to 13. But um, let's see if we can read a thing or two and then proceed. Because I believe there's still more going on. Hallelujah. In Revelation 13, it says, And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns, or rather, ten crowns, and upon his head the name of blasphemy. (laughs) Praise God. These kind of things are only in the book of Revelation. And we were saying that it's not really um, a chronological book. So if you keep reading chapter 1, chapter 2, after chapter 4, it takes an amazing twist and goes this way and that way. So you, you have to now find out from all the help and prayerful expectation to be able to see what is really connected and what kind of flow it is. The main thing I have to tell you is that after chapter 4, our news is basically done. Thank you, Jesus. And then we just reconnect later on in the 20th and so forth. Praise God. So this is um, just to be sure that you have done justice while you were on the planet and you read and you sought after because there was a blessing in reading. There was a blessing in understanding that book that John suffered at the Isle of Patmos, believed God and came victorious out of there and had this revelation according to history. A very interesting place, and he was boiled in oil, um, and he was found out to be immortal, in quotes, at that point. (laughs) They could not kill him, and so they just tossed him into this island, you know, and um, that's where he got this revelation, praise God. And uh, he basically just saw things, whatever he saw, uh, he noted, and apparently Prochorus... You know, you remember Nicanor, Prochorus, Parmenas, all of those, Parmesan, no. All those guys there, they were, <laughs> they were <laughs> among the people chosen in Acts chapter 6. Apparently, Prochorus was with him, and he was the scribe. So, amen, glory to God. Amazing stories. It's, it's awesome to be able to tap into all manner of studies at this time, Get your mind flooded with the Word of God. There's enough out there to distract, so don't be moved. Praise God. Hallelujah. Anyway, notice that 13 and 17 are very connected. And he said, came out of the sea. And uh, again, this word sea doesn't mean a literal sea. It means from the people, masses of people. He says there was this beast rising up from amongst the people. So people have... Uh, sort of energized this beast character here. This beast person slash system. Remember it was a system with governments, with religion, with all kinds of financial you know, operations in, in the book of uh, Revelation 17 that we talked about. So here there is a system called the beast 
And then there's a person called the beast. There are two beasts therefore mentioned in chapter 13. And the system is, you know, all the economics, all the religion, all the culture, and the government of certain kingdoms. Praise God. Notice it had the seven. He said, having seven heads, we mentioned those seven. Two kingdoms or empires or dominions had happened before uh, Nebuchadnezzar, the Egyptian there, and the um, Assyrian. And then came the others that were mentioned, as you remember, the golden head, and then the neck, and the belly, and the legs, and the toes. Remember that whole structure there in Daniel chapter 2. The last of all was the Roman long legs, you know, uh, not the thighs, because the thighs were the Greek um, empire. However, there was a, a long period that even extended up to the time Jesus came to the earth for the first time. You know, so Rome was still operating at that time. And uh, if you remember, something that looked like, like a stone cut without hands came and smashed uh, on the toes and the feet there. And the whole thing crumbled and became like chaff and was blown away by the air you know, and spread all over. And then that stone grew into a mountain that now filled the whole earth, uh, fulfilling Revelation 11:15. The kingdoms of the earth became all our Lord's kingdoms. Amen? So um, this is from that kind of setup where we have seven heads, ten horns. Notice there, and upon his horns, ten crowns. Upon his heads, the name of blasphemy. In other words, speaking against God, coming against God. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard. His feet were as a bear and mouth as a mouth of a lion, dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. Notice there the word authority. Now all authority in heaven and earth has been given to us. Amen. So this dragon, which is the dragon of chapter 12, you remember the dragon that drew with his tail a third of the stars of heaven, etc. You know, depicting Satan. That's the dragon here. And uh, he has given some authority, notice, to this character. But observe, therefore, according to the word of God, that he has no authority because all authority in heaven and earth has been given to us by Jesus in his name to go ye into all the world, if you remember. Praise God. So this kind of authority here is most likely connected to lying, uh, demonic manifestations, and therefore, it's a twist and a turn all the time. Deception, multitudes of people, mass deception, and authority. Notice that. But you and I have an authority, glory to God, that God has given to us. And as you pray Ephesians chapter 1, you begin to see more and more about that authority. And the Bible talks about the head and the body. He says the body is the fullness of him that filleth all in all. In other words, the body is like the fullness. Praise God. It's not just the head alone, but the head and the body have to be together for the fullness of that authority to be experienced. Glory to God. That's why we need uh, to be able to agree and to be able to flow together in authority 
in speaking, in standing in the name of Jesus. Uh, that's why that prayer was given, so that we would get it as a church, get it as uh, believers, understand our place and our authority, so that we don't have to needlessly go through stuff. Hallelujah. Some things are just needless. It's because we just did not use what was given to us. But thank God, knowledge has increased. So we need to know these things now. We are the very tip of it all, the end of it all, and therefore we have to walk in it. We have to enjoy it more than ever before. Hallelujah. So anytime you see great authority and all that, don't get moved. It is true. Before uh, Jesus rose from the dead, the enemy had all this kind of stuff. And so he said, if you worship me, I will give you these things. I will give you the world and all that's in it. And Jesus said, no, I worship God and him alone. Praise God, and I'll get it the right way. Amen. And he got it. He rose again from the dead. And the Bible says he turned around to his disciples, to the church, and said, go, take in my name. Hallelujah. So this is a time to not be moved by the so-called authority that you see out there, you know, dominions that you see out there, but to open your mouth sometimes under your breath, other times openly, and just declare in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter. Praise God. Verse 3 says, And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death. Okay? This is an interesting verse. And his deadly wound was healed. And all the world wondered after the beast. So sometimes, you know, because of the quagmire of the book of Revelations, people have interpreted that this means um, this guy gets killed and then he's raised again from the dead. But our safe position is that there was a beast system and there was a beast person. So this is the beast system. And the system was dealt a blow by that stone not cut with hands. You remember? That was hit at the Roman Empire back then, and that was the end. No other empire was able to successfully rule the whole earth except the church. So that was the deadly blow. Hallelujah. However, notice that life comes back to this beast system at a certain period of time after we are gone, after our authority is taken away, in quote, from here. Are you getting it? In other words, after we have left after the church has left, then this, in, in the last part, the Roman, in quote, dead, deadly blow now, you know, revives. Praise God. So you could call it the revived Roman Empire. See? So uh, it's not about somebody being raised from the dead. The devil cannot raise anybody from the dead. Only Jesus quickens. He is the life-giving spirit. Hallelujah. And his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. So the world is going to be like, wow, you mean that it's possible to actually rule the whole earth? It's going to be full of awe. You know, people are going to be like, wow, there's actually a, a kingdom ruling everything now, etc. Meanwhile, on the other hand, you need to realize that this so-called worldwide dominion is not going to happen in all parts of the earth either. So don't be moved. Because there are verses that you cannot be uh, confused about. I mean, they're just plainly written. 
And they are in scriptures like Zechariah chapter 8. Let's read that in verse 23, the last verse of Zechariah chapter 8. It says, Thus says the Lord of hosts, In those days it shall come to pass that ten men shall take hold, notice, out of all languages of the nations. That means they are not Jews. Notice that. Even shall take hold of the skirt of him that is a Jew, saying, We will go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. That verse is is for that time that is coming. Praise God. It's not for now. It's for the time that's coming. Because the Jewish people who have understood who God is, who their Savior is, they will now be attracting certain nations to them. And those nations will not go with the Antichrist. Hallelujah. Will not go with the dominion of the beast and so on. Hallelujah. There are also other um, scriptures like that, like Zechariah 14. You can check it out. And Isaiah 19, where it talks about Arab nations and Egypt also. So you can see there's going to be some nations from all languages and then some specific nations like Egypt and also Arab nations that are not going to yield to this so-called worldwide domination, domination or dominion. Interesting, right? So um, we are just um, classic people who, you know, fall for stuff. So it's good to know what the word says. Praise God, you know. So even we'll be out of here by then, but just to let us know that there's a lot of hype, there's a lot of so-called authority, but it's basically a lot of smokescreen. And, uh, of course, he will be quite an impressive person because eventually he will be able to tie together a rule that, uh, you know, is quite strong, but because it is a mixture of the, the, the iron and the clay, you can tell that it doesn't have that kind of strength that you would expect. Praise God. But the man himself, the Antichrist himself, is going to be a very ruthless, wicked person, unlike anybody before. It's going to be the, the worst. So, interesting. Praise God. So we're back in Revelation 13. We read the third verse. Verse 4, And uh, they worship the dragon which gave power unto the beast. So the dragon again is from chapter 12. You remember who is the devil. And he gave power to the beast or what you would like to know as authority. And they worship the beast saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? So you can see out of the system is coming slowly a person. We go on. Verse 5. And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. When you divide that by twelve you get three and a half years. So by the three and a half years uh, he has now entered into the place of saying I am God. And uh, the Antichrist is now bragging and speaking stuff against God and against God's people. And destructions have reached another level. He, he is totally possessed. He feels he's God, etc. And he goes, um, And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. Notice that. In other words, people who have been raptured out of here, he is like, you escaped from me, you blah, 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 blah. 
You get it? So there are people who are still being, you know, caught up and escaping according to these verses. <laughs> we have left already. There's nothing he can do about it by this time. But it seems like even during that time, certain escapes are going on. Very interesting. <laughs> because they're already in heaven. Did you notice that? They dwell in heaven. All right. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints. Now those are the bunch that stays back here that have not yet gone. Notice. While the tribulation is going on, there will be some that are there um, and continues to overcome them and power was given unto him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. That word there is what we wanted you to realize. It's not all nations are going to obey and he's not ruling everybody. It's not a total rule. Correction. Okay? Praise God. So you can use the Zechariah 14, Isaiah 19, and Zechariah 8 to figure that out. Go read it. It's very interesting reading. Very interesting. You'll see Egypt is mentioned. Egypt is going to call on God. Egypt is going to make an altar unto God. Amazing. He's going to say, yes, we are your people. Amazing stuff is coming up. You know, we'll not be here, but we'll be watching from above. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Thank God your name has been in there from the foundation of the world, from time immemorial, glory to God. You have been in the memory of God from the beginning. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah. And your names are not going to be blotted out. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Aren't you excited about that? If any man have an ear, let him hear. So this is also giving chance and opportunity to people who are going to be in that time. If they really listen, if they are watching, they can escape a lot of trouble. Praise God. God's still stretching out his hand during that time to those who have ears to hear. You know, they can go to certain locations and be kept and be protected. Hallelujah. Interesting, right? He says, He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Notice that. Here's the patience and faith of the saints. So certain laws are still working. Like sowing and reaping works like that. If you kill, you'll be killed. If you go and lead others to captivity, you'll be led. So, you know, if you're listening, if you're hearkening, if you're observing from on the inside... Praise God, you can escape from all these kind of things. Still, it's going to be rough, but hallelujah. <laughs> There's a way. Amen? Now notice, in my Bible, it says the second beast. That's how it starts. So this is beast number two. It's not the system, it's the person. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth. And he had two horns like a lamb. And he spake as a dragon. This is supposed to be acting like he's a believer. He's got a lamby kind of deal going. He doesn't ride a lambretta, but he's got two horns. Hallelujah. And he's like, like a lamb. Okay? So he sounds like uh, you know, he's a disciple and all of that. But he speaks like a dragon. Interesting. And he exercises all the power of the first beast before him and causeth the earth... And them which dwell therein to worship the first beast 
whose deadly wound was healed. So there is this person here like a lamb who's supposed to be the false prophet. Interesting. Okay. So get, you know, into all of these thoughts, read them up, study and observe. And he exercised all the power of the first beast before him and, you know, the one whose deadly wound was healed. Verse 13, and he doeth great wonders. So this is not God's own wonders. These are the lying ones, according to Second Thessalonians. Remember, he's going to do lying wonders, but if you love the truth, you won't be captivated by these things. He doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. That's going to be pretty remarkable. Cunning, crafty, lying signs and wonders. They can do stuff. You know, there are guys on TV today, you know, on some of these Star World programs who do stuff that can amaze you too. And deceiveth them. Notice it's based on deception that dwell on the earth. So truth is what separates us from all of this. And even during that time, if people are listening, tuning in, listening to the word, listening to the truth, they can escape a lot of these things. Praise God. And deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. The sword of God's word. Thank God for that. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast. So there's going to be an image set up. And there's going to be idol worship. Hallelujah. And, uh, you know, some lying stuff is going to happen there, which seems to give life to this image. The image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. So there's a death penalty there. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand in, and in their forehead. So notice this is after three and a half years. That's when all this happens. So people who are using credit cards and even if you have implanted something in your palm or in your forehead, you're still not marked out for the Antichrist yet. I don't believe that all that is going to happen till we are midway through. Praise God. So if you're in the secret service and you have chips and all of that stuff, hey, do it in Jesus' name. Go do your work and remove the chip and let's go home or go home. Let's the chip take care of itself. Glory to God. Some of us who are in the secret service, you may have implants and chips and all of that stuff. You may just be robots, or whatever you are. You know, as long as you're a believer, it's okay. Praise God. We'll see. Don't be worried about credit cards and you know, other related issues. They're all forerunners. We are in the time of the forerunner period where you begin to see a foretaste of everything that's coming. That's all. You're not in that time. You're just having a foretaste of it. Praise God. All right. The mark in their hand. And whoever receives that is going to be killed. That you will see in Revelation 14, uh, 11 onwards. Revelation 13, 17, that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. 
Here is the wisdom, or here is wisdom. Let him that has understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and the number is six hundred, three score, and six. Praise God. Very interesting. So sometimes people go trying to figure all of that out, and well, all the best. The number of man is six, the number of God is seven. So it's the number of a man. And it also means it's not complete. Hallelujah. God is complete. Six is incomplete. Nothing to worry about because you won't even be here. Glory to God. So, ha, ha, ha. However, you know, in Israel, apparently, uh, they have uh, car number plates for people who are from the Arab nations living there with 666. And it's just for identification. That's all. <laughs> So people get worried, uh, how come, uh, you know, we have 666 in our car number plate and stuff like that. Apparently that is Israel. If you go there, check it out. I haven't been there. Praise God. But you don't have to worry about that number and marks. As far as I know, that's not our problem. According to the word of God, that has nothing to do with you and I. And those who would like to get saved better get saved right now. Don't wait to see all those kind of things. Hallelujah. I would encourage you to skip all of that stuff and move up with us in that heavenly exit, that glorious home going. Praise God. All right. So having said that, let's proceed. You know, um, there are certain things that must be also taken hold of, that there are times, seasons, contexts, uh, which now will become clearer. So let's go, for instance, to the book of Hebrews and observe certain things there. You remember that the book of Hebrews was written basically to the Jews who knew about the priesthood, who knew the whole Jewish thing. Amen. We were inserted, you know, at a time that they could not even imagine. What? What's the church? Who are these people? Who are these Gentiles? The Gentiles have fellowship with us. They were still holding on to their uh, legalistic um, roots of Jewry, and they made the law an idol. They actually said that if you are uh, not circumcised, you cannot be saved. Can you imagine that? So they got stuck there and made an idol out of the law. And uh, here Paul is trying to explain to the Jewish mind, notice, to make them understand that God is still the God of the Jews, and there were some things they were supposed to understand. Praise God. However, you and I came in because by faith we received all these things and got such a wonderful time in Christ Jesus. Blessed with every blessing, blessed with heaven itself, living on the inside of us. Whoa, amazing stuff. Praise God for Jews who also have accepted him during this time period of the church. Hallelujah. But notice certain verses like Hebrews 8, verse 11. Let's uh, maybe read verse 10 first. He says, For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. Notice that. After those days, says the Lord. Who is it written to? House of Israel. They are quoting here from the book of Jeremiah chapter 31. Jeremiah himself was living in the time of the Jewish people. And he saw and heard and prophesied. Amen. So this is a verse actually 
spoken to the Jewish people, for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind. Instead of being outside, it's going to be inside. Notice that. Into their mind and write them in their hearts. And it will be, and I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. So primarily it was written to them, right? Verse 11. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor, and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me from the least to the greatest. Interesting, right? For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. In that he said, a new covenant he has made the first old, now that which decayeth and waxeth old is ready to vanish away. Praise God. In other words, this is written actually to Jewish people. And therefore, they are going to be in a period of time, which is in the millennium, where they won't need anybody to teach them. The Lord himself will be there. And they will know everything. So to bring this verse into today, it's not actually accurate. Are you getting it? So we still need the teacher's ministry. We still need the church. We still need the anointing. We still need the help. It's not that you just know God automatically. Praise God. So this has been lifted out and sometimes, you know, severely used out of context. And people have just said, I don't need anybody to teach me. I just know everything. Of course, the spirit on the inside will teach us all things. You know, I did not get this from any book and all of that kind of statements. Amen. Thank God for the genuine gifts. And uh, they don't make a big deal about the gift because they know it is a gift. <laughs> For instance, I, I, I'm supposed to have an arty gift. I, I draw. But people don't even know about it because I don't go around saying, I'm an artist, you know. I'm an artist, you know. The guys who really have it, <laughs> they just draw. <laughs> Brah. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? So it's fears and insecurities and all of that stuff, you know, being small-minded and a little puny up here. All those kind of problems that... Bring out these kind of thoughts. Stick with the word. Hallelujah. So a safe place for us is to be in a good Bible-believing church. Where they teach because they fear God. They don't just teach blab. And if they teach blab, they say, sorry, it was blab. Burn the tape and burn the book. It was junk. Hallelujah. Not anything else. You know, so, you know, with all fear and awe, I want you to know that I have not trespassed into the book of Revelation except for a few verses here and there over my whole time as a believer because, honestly, I know that there's so much division about the Word of God on the earth. But there is a true gift. Hallelujah. We see darkly. But in the midst of all that, there is light also. The seals have been removed. We are in the last days. And therefore, we should know some things as clearly as possible. Hallelujah. So, let's get real and study and prayerfully consider some things. Amen. Hallelujah. Can you imagine? 
these people to whom Paul is speaking are the people of the covenant who grew up and saw all these things, sacrifice after sacrifice, blood and blood and more blood, priesthoods and all of these things. And guess what happened to them? They actually stayed in that place of the shadow and the type and actually stayed there and said that the word that was given to them became an idol. And the church had so much problem because of that. And today, we carry over into our present uh, age, the church age, certain unnecessary things like that. You know, for instance, you know, unless you're baptized, you're not saved. Things like that, you know. Of course, why shouldn't you be baptized? If you're free thinking and you're convinced and it's in the Bible, why don't you do it? But baptism doesn't save you. Praise God. And communion has been brought to another place where people find it hard to just take communion. <laughs> it's ridiculous because they think that it is something that it's not. Communion is supposed to make us remember the Lord and what the Lord has done. Do this in remembrance. What happened to all that? So, you know, I don't know exactly why, but there's so much fear and tradition and lies out there that can still plague the church. Why don't we just wake up in these last days and be as free as possible and enjoy in reverence God's realities. Amen? Praise God. So, for those of us who do not have much connection with the church, I urge you to find a good local church and get under the word. And start yielding to the truth. And get into your best possible behavior in Christ before Jesus comes. This is the time to get it all properly done. Hallelujah. Because if these people to whom the law was given, of whom were the prophets, of whom even Messiah came. Imagine, he himself walks in and they crucify him, they kill him. The same person, the Messiah that they're waiting for, has already come and they couldn't see it. That is how dangerous it is to be, in quote, just familiar with these things. The awesomeness and the reverence that we have for the Word and the things of God must begin to rise up within us as we approach the last days. Amen? I'm noticing that there's a certain kind of Looseness and lightness still, even though we know Jesus could come right now. Hallelujah. We're taking it kind of coolly and just going with the flow. But this is a time to actually really just tie up, button up, adjust real good, do everything that you're supposed to do, button up, you know, cross the T's, dot the I's, get everything together because we're going home soon. Hallelujah. Praise God. So I would suggest, in the name of Jesus, according to these verses, start going to church properly. Start getting in line with the Word of God properly so that you know that I was doing all these things when suddenly Jesus came and took me out of here. Not I was doing nothing. I was just walking around, confused, not knowing what was going on. And But whew, suddenly, I made it. No, it shouldn't be like that. Praise God. It shouldn't. So let's look at a few verses along those lines. Glory to God. If you're happy, say amen.
Amen. <laughs> Let's go to Romans, the third chapter, and look at the 20th verse. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. So all these kind of lawish natures, legalistic things have to be checked out and you have to find out if it's actually scriptural or not. Amen? The law was going to make sure everybody understood that they were sinful. Ha, ha, ha. Now go with me to Romans 5 and verse 20. The law is not the problem, but the inability of man. Look at verse 20. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Woo! Glory to God. Thank God for the grace of God. Your name is written in heaven. You are sealed. <laughs> Amazing. Praise God. That's going to carry out into the future when you watch people on the earth in the millennium choosing to disobey God. And you will realize whether it is prosperity or not prosperity, you can still obey or disobey God. Some people say, only if I get this, then I will obey God. <laughs> they will have everything in the millennium and they will still disobey God. Are you getting it? So grace came in to lock us in to this born again, special body of Christ life. Hallelujah. Amen. You can check your own life and see, you know, you put a target and then the target was achieved. Did it make you uh, walk closer? I don't know. Praise God. It's grace that makes you walk closer. Are you getting it? It's not prosperity or the lack thereof. <laughs> it's the grace of God that fills you to a place where you reverence him. Where you're overwhelmed by his goodness, overwhelmed by his kindness, overwhelmed by his mercy, overwhelmed by what he has already done. And that's what we are pressing into. Amen? To see more and understand more of what he has done so that we can enjoy and then yield better. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. Let's go off to another one. Galatians, the second chapter. Verse 16, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law, for by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. Notice that this is called by the works of the law. So it has works. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, anytime you talk about works, people say, yeah, you know, why do you want me to give? That's works. Why do you want me to do something? That's works. This is the works of the law, not good works, which we were created unto. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah, the works of the law, that's where the problem is. But good works that we were created unto must be done. Praise God. Let's go off to another scripture. So this is a good time to do all the good works we were created for. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Woo! I don't know about you, but you know, it's time to, 
to, to not just live for yourself. It's time to live for Him. It's time for us to do something great. Something really great that people will say, I'm so happy that that guy was brought into the planet. So that the church will say, I thank God for that brother. Are you getting it? For somebody else to say, I'm so glad your mother had you. That's great. So if you live for yourself, you always live less. But if you live for him, you live great. You live big. You live bigger than you ever could on yourself. Are you get it? On your own. Are you getting it? Hallelujah. So um, this is a time to just begin to do that. To begin to say, it's not about me. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Let's read there. Second, uh, I mean, Titus chapter 2. Observe there. Verse 11, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared to all men. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared to all men. Notice that. He has already come to all. Teaching us. Thank God for the teaching. We need to be yielded as a church. We need teaching. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. See, there's another one coming. Another age coming. (laughs) But in this present age, this is our age, thank God, we can choose to go this way, noting, noting there that it was the teaching that would bring us into these things. Teaching us. Teaching us that denying ungodliness... Worldly lusts, lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, pride of life, I'm so great. You know, whatever I see, whatever I feel, we should be able to handle that properly in this day, in this hour. Guess what? As long as we're on the earth, we have to deal with these things. I have to deal with it. We all have to deal with it. And thank God for the teaching. We need to get into it. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us. For us, of course, we are something, we are special. Jesus loved us, gave himself for us. But it's not all about us. It's about him. Now we turn and give it to him. And we give him the glory and we give him the place and the praise For us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. Zealous. Notice the product there is that you become fired up about doing the right thing. Fired up about doing the right thing. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, the, the, the way it goes is you get all excited and ah, empowered and enthused to do the right thing. Not minimum stuff. You know, it's just, you know, we need help in the church. Uh, this is my time to exit now. That's not what we're talking about. Now is the time to say, hey, Jesus is coming tomorrow. Let's do this thing. Let me be carrying the table as he comes. <laughs> Praise God. Excuse me if I'm a little bit... Hammer time here, but glory to God. Let's do it right, because 
We are the fortunate ones. We are the blessed ones. We are the happy to be envied ones that are most likely going to see Jesus face to face soon. You know, and if we know that and if it's real, it's, it's a different scenario altogether. And the Word of God should be giving us strength to deny and turn away from all of these things that are out there so that we can bring to God good works. Hallelujah. Zealous good works. Hallelujah. Full of fire, full of flame for Him, in fellowship with Him, in communion with Him, out of love for Him, out of the right thinking, doing it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, God, God. Hallelujah. God is going to help us, isn't He? Amen. This is the time to get involved. Jesus is coming soon. This is the time. Okay, all this time I didn't do anything. It's time to do the right thing. Hallelujah. Consider this church, for instance. Man, we've been here for some time. We've done this. We've done that. We've maybe not done some things. But praise God, that's all over. Now we can do the right thing. Let's do what we need to do. Okay, your fingers were burnt. You were hurt. You were offended. Hey, that's all over. Let's get on with the program. Shall we do something? Shall we do it right? Shall we go ahead and be all that we were supposed to be? Shall we press into the things for which we were created? Hallelujah. So when the teaching of the word comes that way, get a hold of it. Take it. Fellowship with it. Commune with it. Pray over it. And say, Lord, I'm available. This is not the time to go hide in a cave somewhere and pretend. Let's do what we ought to do. And be like, oh, everybody's, you know, so I'm also. No. We are not of this world. There is a severing line. There's a separating line. And it's not because of the Antichrist or any number of the beast or any other thing. We are going to see Jesus face to face. Thank God. And because of that, we're so excited. The grace that has been given to us. That we are born again. We are sealed. We are locked in. Hallelujah. We have the nature of God. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost. We are the awesome ones on the earth. We are the priests. We are the kings. Man, we're going to show forth the praises of Him. We're going to show forth what's on the inside. It's going to shine out. Praise God. We're going to show who we are. The excellencies of the life of God on the inside of us. Flesh of His flesh. Bone of His bone. He's the true vine. I'm the branch. The same life. Hallelujah. This is a time to show the grace that has been given to us out in good works. Hallelujah. Praise God. Do you remember, if you look at the Egyptian scene for a minute, it said there that um, uh, as they were coming out, God told them, why don't you just go take uh, plunder from everybody. They just went and borrowed stuff from everybody and walked out because they knew that's the end of that. So does it mean I should go max out my credit card because Jesus is coming next, next week? Let's just go buy the flat screen TV. Let's get this. Let's get the other. Order that car. Come on, bring an Amazon car to my house. Park that thing there because I'm checking out, man. You know, that's a little bit different, but this is the time to be real excellent about things. Amen? Not purloining is where it started from. <laughs> Did you observe? <laughs> verse 10 of Second Titus chapter 2, verse 10. Not purloining is where it started from. You know what purloining is? It's like you're working in an office and you take their pens. Things of little value. You just pocket it. This is the time to say, 
No purloining. I like to purloin, but I ain't purloining. Now's the time to say, I'm not doing such things. Amen. I'm going to be excellent about things now. Hallelujah. Showing all good fidelity that they may adorn the doctrine of God, our Savior, in all things. Hallelujah. Are you seeing it? Adorning the doctrine. Somebody has to adorn the doctrine. The doctrine is awesome, but now you have to kind of adorn it, wear it, live it. Ah, hallelujah. Because people are reading, you know. So this is the time not, not to just go hide with everybody else and say, uh, this is the time to just hold back and, you know, just hide. And this is a time where you can't do anything right. No, this is a time to do maximum, maximum right, maximum damage to darkness. Hallelujah. This is the time to do all the right stuff. Thank you, Jesus, for your help, your ability. It's coming. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. I hope I have, I'm still in my time zone here. Glory to God. Hebrews chapter 12. Observe there. Verse 13. And make straight paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. Make straight paths for your feet. So there are paths prepared for us that we have to now look for ways to make sure we walk in them. Say amen. Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Looking diligently lest any man fail of the grace of God lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you thereby many be defiled. Hallelujah. So this is a time where we need to start living an outward holiness rather than just an inward, I'm saved and therefore I'm a holy nation and a chosen generation. It has to now come out on the outside. Amen. And when you walk like that, he says you shall see the Lord. That word is perceive. You know, we need to walk around like we have perceived the Lord. We are receiving instruction, perception, guidance, counsel from the Lord. So the more we walk like that, the more we perceive from the Lord. Hallelujah. This is a time to walk circumspectly because we're perceiving more and more from the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord Jesus. May we be able to pray in tongues. May we be able to seek his face and then go walk out there. Amen. God is a faithful God. Don't worry about what's happening on the earth. That's not your problem. Your problem is just seek his face, act on the word, be zealous for the good works you were created. This is the moment that we adjust everything that we can and live it out. Walk that path that was prepared for us before time began. The things we were created to do, the great things we were supposed to do, now is the time to do that. It's not the time to just, you know, cut down, but it's the time to be able to do great things. Hallelujah. You never prayed for the sick, now is the time to go pray for the sick. You never shared the gospel with anyone, now is the time to go do it. 
You never gave. This is the time to give. This is the time to yield. This is the time to help. This is the time to be a blessing on the earth as never before. This is the time for someone to notice that you are blessed and you are a blessing and you are so great and you are so exciting. And people must say, I'm so glad this guy was born. I'm so glad that there was a guy like this. Hallelujah. Or you can just, you know, back off and just hide in the shadows and just quietly wait for Jesus to come. (laughs) No, let's go out with a bang. Let's go out with glory. Let's go out doing exactly what we were created to be. Hallelujah. Flesh of his flesh, bone of his bone. Thank you, Jesus. Shall we worship him? Thank you, Lord. Glorify your name. Glorify your name. Glorify your name in all the earth. That we may glorify your name. Glorify your name. Glorify your name in all the earth. We come to you, Lord, who said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Yesterday is over, Lord. And we yield to you today, now, in the building of your church. We yield to the one who is building. To the minute we see you face to face. To that millisecond. O Holy One, we worship you for another opportunity to live for you. To do the right thing. We worship you for the greatness that you have planned for us. Each one of us is supposed to be enjoying a life of greatness. We bless you for zealous, hot desire to do the right thing. Thank you, Abba Father. Worship you, Abba Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you for this opportunity. We love you, Lord. We owe everything to you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. This is a great opportunity to give. If you'd like to give, you can always uh, do so. There's so many avenues nowadays. Praise God. God would like to bless you back. Everything that he asks you to do is just an avenue to be a blessing. And he will bless you back. Because God owes no man anything. Hallelujah. And you've been enjoying, I'm sure, his faithfulness, his care, and his tender mercy. Let's just do the right thing. Let's just be great. Hallelujah. If you are a tither and a giver, we use this as a point of contact now. Uh, In Jesus' name. Here, mortal men receive. There, he that lives forever receives. It is into your nail-pierced hands that these things are coming. Precious Jesus, the one who gave us life and breath and all things. May we live for you. We give to you. We give in Jesus' name. We thank you for increase, abundance, overflow. The earth must yield. The strength of the hills, the wealth of the seas, the earth must yield. The earth is yours, the fullness thereof. 
It must yield for this age of grace so that the church will do all that she's called to. We thank you for souls. We thank you for lives. We thank you for families. We thank you for healing mercies and restoration taking place. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for healing that hip in Jesus' name. Restoration in those nerves there in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. 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 In Jesus' name, be healed. Thank you, Abba Father. Thank you for favor and open doors. Thank you, Father, for counsel from your throne. We receive in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. I'm so glad we could uh, meet again by the media. Thank you, team, for all your help. And we're so blessed. Thank you. You are blessed.